a press of the button lights the great tree in New York's Rockefeller Center. Each year, one of the breathtaking sights in Gotham. Yes, it's Christmas once more. And once more, Santa will prove to be a good skate. So a Merry Christmas to all and to all a bright new year. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Hi, and welcome to the Christmas Time in the City podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm also your host, Chris. Before we get started, be sure to follow us on social media. We're Christmas Time in the City podcast on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our website, christmastimeinthecity.com. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. That's where you'll find links to our merch store, YouTube channel, and much more. And as always, feel free to email any questions or comments to us at christmastimeinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. Can you believe it's here? It's Less than a week away. Christmas is here. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't want it to end. It's always that part, but this week is so nice. Yeah, this is this is when it all feels like the most right. Right. We've personally been waiting since last January for this. <laughs> and so now it's here and we're we get to really like enjoy this week. We've finished a lot of the tasks that we've had to do. We have like a couple things here and there to to wrap up and, and get done, but mm-hmm. It's not really a lot. So now we really just get to make cookies and watch Christmas movies and really mm-hmm. get into the spirit. This is it. This is when it all starts to happen. This is when we can kind of just crank up the Christmas music mm-hmm. a little bit, little bit louder than we normally have it. <laughs> yeah. or it's, instead of playing it just in our living room, we could play it in our entire apartment now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We so, do do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that has started the last few days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's listening to it. If you're in the bathroom, get ready. Yeah. Yes, we have a speaker in the bathroom, too. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't at this day and age, right? I'll bet a lot of people don't have the, the smart speakers in their bathroom. Oh, well, you're missing out. You can listen to music. Out. You can talk to it. You can mm-hmm. ask it to tell you jokes. Yeah. What if you forget your phone when you're on the toilet? <laughs> Great. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> if you haven't had that Christmas gift yet, there you go. We've been watching Hawkeye still. Hawkeye's yeah. awesome. So good. It's wrapping up this week, I believe, which is a bummer. It's a really short season, but... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things that are coming out that are, have just recently come out, like Spider-Man right. that we can watch as well. Uh, we haven't gone to see a movie since forever because we have a little toddler, and I don't yeah. think I'm ready to be a parent that brings a toddler to a movie theater because I feel like it'd be really stressful. And then I like to be able to completely focus on the movie, and that's not really possible with a child. Yeah, we don't have family here, so we don't have babysitters. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't been to the movie since forever. In fact, the last movie we saw was a drive-in movie where we saw – Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Far from home. Yeah, he was just a pretty fresh newborn, I feel. Mm-hmm. But we went there and he just slept in the car. It was great. Yeah. Maybe we'll go see it at a drive-in. Probably not. No. It's pretty go cold now. It's pretty oh, chilly. and it's cold. Yeah, they think they stop in the summer. Yeah. Um, but we've got to go see it. Is it a holiday movie? I remember seeing some photos and stuff when they were filming around here that it was all dialed up to look like it was the holidays. So I reached out to our Christmas time in the city movie correspondent, Manny Torres from <laughs> Feliz Christmas, Mary Navidad podcast. Right. I knew he saw the movie and he confirmed for me that a portion of the movie does take place at Christmas. And so, yeah. Is that make it a Christmas movie? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, I imagine most people are familiar with Rockefeller Center or Times Square or Central Park. But there are so many things to do, especially this week, that we're mm-hmm. really pumped about. For example, I think we've talked about it more than a few times. We're going to be at Washington Square Park mm-hmm. on the 24th. 
at at 5 p.m. and under the arch and we're gonna be singing christmas carols out there it's gonna be awesome we're super pumped we went out a couple years ago we didn't go last year mm -hmm. but i'm really excited to go back out this year hopefully we get a good spot we're gonna be uh probably recording it for our youtube channel which will be fun and we'll also be putting out that audio as a podcast mm -hmm. as soon as we get home yeah so you can enjoy the carols mm -hmm. right before christmas or on christmas or on christmas or you know what i would prefer you guys did it the day before like maybe wait We'll be home about seven o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> so it'll probably be posted about eight or so. Yeah, I think it's nice. Yeah, that's the that's the premiere for that podcast. Tentatively, is eight p.m. on Friday. <laughs> we also went back out to Six Flags yesterday. We did holiday in the park. Still going strong. Still going strong. I feel like it was even more amped up now. Granted, we went like super early in the season, and it was probably closer to Thanksgiving. I think. Yeah. It was. And so now it really felt like Christmas. It was pretty frigid when we first got out of the car. I immediately regretted the choices I'd made with my coat and my gloves and this and my hat. And but eventually you kind of work your way out of it and you start walking around and you kind of warm up a little bit. But it felt great. It was so nice. Mm -hmm. We got coffees for the walk, which is always nice to walk around with a nice hot coffee. We did. We did not get funnel cake. We did not get funnel cake. Even though I went in saying, I'm getting funnel cake. Yeah, it was a big thing. Like I was excited mm -hmm. for it too, and then no funnel cake. I also didn't get to ride a roller coaster, which I also said I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. We were mm -hmm. talking about that when we were there. Besides all the roller coasters and things at Six Flags, there's all kinds of like Christmas decorations and lights yeah. and characters and it's stuff. It's so festive. But when walking from different area you obviously they still have the rides open and there's some pretty intense roller coasters that if it was probably like maybe 20 years ago i would have been 100 percent about yeah. but now as a 40 year old man <laughs> i am 100 percent not with whatsoever yeah yeah but that's okay because he can watch the little one while i go on the roller coasters yeah which is how it kind of goes i watch the stroller <laughs> i've become the dad that watches the stroller <laughs> yeah oh well i'll ride rides eventually but these rides are pretty intense they i'm not trying intense. to ride like these versions of roller coasters are not what the people that designed roller coasters had intended right like they every part of it spins around a different way and this and that and the other it's nuts yeah it's pretty disorienting and yeah. kind of terrifying <laughs> Let's do it. Let's ride them. <laughs> but the holiday in the park mm -hmm. holiday displays there are really, really nice. They put a lot of effort into it. You can walk around and check out all the different. Uh, like they have Mrs. Claus mm -hmm. reading uh, Christmas stories. And mm -hmm. there's different ice queens and all kinds of other characters that Six Flags has made up. <laughs> yeah. There's elves, I believe. Walking there were around elves walking well. around, too. There was an elf walking around with a snowman, I believe. Yeah, that didn't happen when we went earlier in the season. So no. those things, those things are all, um, even on the app, it said they're all new. So once it gets closer to Christmas, you're going to get a lot more festive. Mm -hmm. And the hat, you you got a hat? I did. I bought some swag from Six Flags. Yeah. I, I bought a knit cap, a Holiday in the Park knit cap that I'm pretty pumped to wear. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very Christmassy. But we mm -hmm. didn't see that early in the season either. No, so. they didn't have hardly any merchandise. Mm -hmm. And I was on the lookout, trust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're looking for any of that kind of stuff or just want to if you don't if you can't go multiple times like we can, yeah. I would suggest going closer to the holiday. It's easier to get into the holiday spirit when it's closer to the holidays, obviously. But it was still fun to go in November or whenever we went. Yeah, there's a bunch more stuff. I mean, basically any museum or, you know, the Botanical Garden, for instance, they have a train show that's happening. Mm -hmm. 
Also, you can even go to Snug Harbor in Staten Island if you're closer to that area. And they have a whole lantern festival. So there's just stuff happening all over the place, you know, all the way up from the Bronx to Staten Island and every borough. You know, just go to your local museum, anything like that. And you're going to see a lot of festivities this week. There's a lot of places that are doing it up for the holidays a lot. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Christmas trees up in the museums and stuff. So it's totally worth it. You're going to be immersed in Christmas if you're here right now. Yes, agree. Yes, how you doing? Stay at the world-renowned Plaza Hotel, New York's most exciting hotel experience. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-759-3000. So because we're so close to the holidays and we know what our bread and butter here is at the Christmas time <laughs> in the city podcast, we want to do something sort of special. December 23rd or 2019, we did an episode about Home Alone 2 where we went basically walked through Kevin's entire trip in New York City and sort of debunked the, the idea that this one child could go from uptown to downtown and all around town so quickly within one night. Now, obviously, this movie is fiction. Yeah. But we had a lot of fun going through it and doing all the research for it. And I feel like it made us closer to the movie, which is really fun. Yeah. I mean, I always really love that movie. Mm -hmm. So this all comes out of love. It's not like, oh, you did something wrong. It's just, this is just funny to us. And uh, we just wanted to bring everyone else in on the joke, basically. So here's a portion of that Home Alone episode for you to enjoy now. So did you see Home Alone 2 in the movie theater? No, did you? I did see. I saw it twice in the movie theater. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, I saw it the first <laughs> time with my dad, I think, and the second time I saw it with a birthday party. And halfway through in the birthday party, one of the kids had to go to the bathroom, and it was a buddy system situation. And I just told him no. I was like, no, I need to see this. Oh my goodness, and that the was se- your like, second time. The second seeing time it. seeing, and I still needed to see it. Oh dear. Yeah. Christmas spirit, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> If you've ever seen a movie that takes place in New York City, there's a good chance it wasn't actually filmed there. But when it comes to Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, a good chunk of the movie actually was. We've watched this movie way too many times and didn't think twice about it. But after living in the city for a while, some major discrepancies started presenting themselves. It turns out that some of the geographical problems with Kevin in New York City are too hard to ignore. We're going to break down a bunch of the locations featured in the movie and some of the problems that we might have found with them. Before we get started, we should say that Home Alone 2 is an amazingly brilliant film that totally holds up more than 25 years later. Mm-hmm. Some would consider this episode nitpicking, but for the sake of entertainment, let's get into it. The view at LaGuardia International Airport. Kevin McAllister first lands in New York City at LaGuardia Airport and soon realizes that his family is in Miami and he's in New York. Because of its lack of public transportation to and from the city, we don't usually take LaGuardia. That didn't stop us from immediately noticing the New York City skyline in the distance from the window at the airport. LaGuardia is located in Queens, which is too far from the city to have that good a view of the skyline. The Empire Diner When Kevin is first exploring the city, he gets a flyer from Santa in front of the Empire Diner, a real diner that still exists in New York City today. He likely walked down there from Radio City Music Hall, but New York City is cold in the winter and that's a long walk. Maybe I'm just lazy, but I wouldn't walk that far. I also don't have the energy of a child anymore, so who knows. Firecracker store in Chinatown. As far as we know, the building is still open, but Kwangyang Shing and Company closed in 2003. It's almost an hour long walk from the Empire Diner to this area of Chinatown, so it's very unlikely Kevin would wander that way in his search for explosives. 
which he'd be very unlikely to find, especially without the help of the internet. The World Trade Center observation deck. So at this point, you're telling me that Kevin went from Midtown to Chelsea to Battery Park to peek at the Statue of Liberty to the top of the World Trade Center on foot in one day during the winter. Also, he's a little kid that's allowed to go up to the top of this building alone. It was a different time, I guess. The Plaza Hotel. At this point, let's assume Kevin took a taxi to this area of Manhattan. The days were shorter, and he'd eventually run out of daylight if he didn't start taking shortcuts. Apart from the last scene where the whole McAllister family spent Christmas morning together, which was filmed at a hotel in Chicago, all the scenes at the plaza are actually filmed on location. Kevin's room, 411, is even available to stay in, but with a pretty hefty price tag. The hotel lobby Kevin visits is actually a smaller side lobby that's now only accessible to full-time residents of the hotel. Duncan's Toy Chest The exterior of Duncan's Toy Chest is actually the Rookery Building in Chicago, Illinois, and the interior shots were filmed at the Uptown Theater. However, it is said that the massive toy store is based off of FAO Schwartz in New York City that's recently been located to Rockefeller Center. Back in 1992, the store was at 767 Fifth Avenue in New York City, which is actually across the street from the plaza, so Kevin didn't need to take a limo stock with cheese pizza and soda to Duncan's Toy Chest. He could have easily just walked. Bethesda Fountain While wandering the city, Kevin gets kidnapped by Harry and Marv, which seems like one heck of a coincidence considering how many people are in the city that time of year. He escapes to Central Park, where he jumps in a storage box on the back of a horse-drawn carriage parked along the fountain for some reason. In reality, the carriages line up just south of the fountain on Terrace Drive. Rob McAllister's House The address of Uncle Rob's brownstone house is 51 West 95th Street on the Upper West Side, but the scenes were actually filmed at Universal Studios' backlot in Los Angeles on a set known as Brownstone Street. After discovering the house is being remodeled and empty, Kevin walks down the Upper West Side toward Central Park West, and he runs into the pigeon lady nearby. They befriend each other and go to... Carnegie Hall. This is a world-renowned concert venue that Kevin and the Pigeon Lady go to. I'm not going to completely reject the idea that the two of them could walk from 95th down to 57th, but it seems incredibly unlikely. Don't even get me started on the lax security that would allow a woman and a small child to enter without tickets, let alone a restricted area above the stage. Once again, I guess it was a different time. St. Anne's Hospital for Children After Kevin leaves Carnegie Hall, he passes the fictional St. Anne's Hospital for Children. This building is actually part of Columbia's Teachers College. This means Kevin goes from 57th Street to 120th, just to look at a sick kid in a window. This is where he decides that instead of alerting the police, it's solely his responsibility to stop the burglary. Given he does have previous experience with this sort of thing, I guess it's forgivable. Kevin then runs down to Uncle Rob's house on 95th Street, which is over a mile away from the hospital. He sets up all his booby traps and heads down toward Duncan's toy chest on 59th Street and 5th Avenue. This means Kevin walked about two miles down to the toy store. Next, he walked 36 blocks and multiple avenues down to the toy store, gets Harry and Marv's attention, at which point they chase him all the way back up to 95th Street. Harry and Marv chased Kevin for two miles, and they didn't even break a sweat. Now, if we add up the distance Kevin went from 95th to Carnegie Hall to St. Anne's to 95th to the toy store and back to 95th, that's 12 miles that Kevin walked in that one night. It's even more if you take the fact that Kevin went from the plaza to 95th in the first place. How much stamina does that little kid have? 
After foiling the burglary, nearly murdering Marvin Harry, <laughs> Kevin draws the bumbling duo into Central Park, where they're defeated by a flock of pigeons and ultimately arrested. That brings us to Rockefeller Center, where we see Kevin wishing upon the Christmas tree, which is right by Radio City Music Hall, which is another 2.6 miles he walked. We obviously love this movie, and even with these glaring problems, this classic will remain in our annual holiday rotation. It still somehow holds up and is genuinely a great fun movie for the whole family. Just be sure to keep the paint cans and kerosene away from the little ones for a while. We've got so much to get to. Let's jump right into news. It's time for the news. The Rockets Christmas Spectacular has been canceled for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, So on December 17th, it was on last Friday. I'm not sure when you listen to this, but it was December 17th. Mm -hmm. The 11 o'clock show was actually there in the audience waiting for the show to come on and then got the announcement that they were not going to be performing and they're closing the shows. And so they had to get up and leave. Thought that was kind of bizarre. Bummer. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of notification you can give but you know they refunded everybody obviously oh i hope so yeah uh but they've canceled it for the rest of the season which is you know it's just what it is they're trying to make sure everyone's safe there's been some outbreaks there's Mm -hmm. other broadway shows that are have been closing down as well um you know it's a busy time for new york city so i think they're just trying to be safe for other people going home for the holidays and along those lines, there's the New Year's Eve in Times Square. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So they're not really sure if it's going to be happening or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mayor's office is monitoring the situation, and they should have a decision by Christmas Day. So we'll know if they're going to do a whole celebration there, New Year's Eve. They also said the fact that revelers must be fully vaccinated in order to attend is a game changer. So oh. it's kind of leaning in the direction that they're still going to have people there. They will be vaccinated as per the rules beforehand. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. We have another episode that'll be coming out before that to give all the details about the performances and how it's going to happen. Yeah. Is on Ryan Seacrest going to be here? He's going to be here. Is he going to be here? Yep. He signed a deal. So we can talk more about that in the next oh episode. Oh my gosh. I didn't know you had already started doing research for Listen, that episode. I'm just getting, you know, news thrown at me about Ryan Seacrest all the time, apparently. <laughs> I, I was on the message boards. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we'll have another episode to talk about all of those things, the broadcast, but then we can definitely go into what's going on with sure the looky-loos. You know, are they there? What's going on? Well, that'll be interesting. I look forward to listening to that after we record it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Let's get to listener mail. You've got listener mail. Reed DM'd us, love the podcast. The How You Doin' episodes are great. The song game with Danny Jordan was next level hilarious. Can't wait to hear more next year. Yeah, we're definitely doing. First of all, thank you so much. Yeah, that was awesome. You, we had a ton of fun with Danny. And yeah, the song game is a lot of fun. I'm really pumped to be able to do more of those. Thanks, Reed. It was nice to talk to you in Instagram DM. Thank you so much for that. We are fully available on all sorts of DMs. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us on social media, we're available. Yeah. And that's going to be it for this episode. This podcast was recorded in our apartment in the Big Apple, New York City. If you like this podcast, do us a favor. Take a minute to rate it and write a review. Contact us and let us know you did, and we will send you a bunch of stickers. So subscribe now and follow us on social media so we can keep the conversation going and keep you posted about new episodes. Until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. And this is Christmas Time in the City. This is the last stop on this train. Everyone, please leave the train. Thank you for riding with the Christmas Time in the City podcast.